welcome back to some homo ass training, bitch. I'm Jude. And I'm Leslie. And we're the hosts on this podcast where we provide short episodes that focus on introspective convos with two queer Latinx millennials. Our variety podcast show is an eclectic and frenetic mix of various topics. Um, and Avi, you're, you're here for some ball headed bitch. And this is not going to be like regular moment episodes because. I'm just going to ask a cute little question, and then we're going to just start the episode. So, I didn't tell you this. But, Fucked up again. But Get I this on live. Get this live, because you be doing this shit. What was the top song playing on your birthday? All right, so for you, Can't Help Falling in Love by the UB40s, mm. the English bitch band. In the UK, you had Pray by Take That. Okay. R&B song was Lately by Jodeci. Jo- Jodeci or Jodeci? I don't know. In the country song, you had Alan Jackson, Chatta, Chatta, Chatta Hoochie? Chatta Hoochie? So you're a Hoochie. Basically. And alternative was Break It Down Again, Tears of Fears. And number one dance, Back to My Roots by RuPaul. Damn, he's old. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know. Back to My Roots. Yeah, dude, RuPaul. RuPaul's been in the game for, he is like six years old. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you believe? This is what I was looking for. Wow. Okay. Do you know any of those I songs? know the, yeah, Can't Help Falling in Love. Okay. And back to my roots because I've heard it. Like, I've heard just it played, but uh-huh. all the other ones I don't know. Okay. But Can't Help Falling in Love, that's probably why I'm gay. I think the RuPaul song is probably why you're gay. <laughs> now, yeah. for me, the number one song playing was End of the Road by Boys to Men. Mm. In the UK, it was... Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap. Okay. Boot Scootin' Boogie by the Brooks and Dunn was my country song. Okay. Alternative was Tomorrow by Morrissey, which doesn't Lana like Morrissey? Yeah. Yeah, he's a classic. He's an old, old oldie. This is where me and Lana connected. And then, um, just kidding. And number one's dance track was Strobe Light? Strobe Light? Strobe Light, honey? By the Black Sheep. You're a Black Sheep. Maybe our My birthday linen. songs do. The reason I chose this question was because um, Bob, the drag queen, asked um, Monet what was the top played song on, mm-hmm. on her thing. And I was like, wait, what was the top played song? But I don't know any of these artists or any of these songs. Other than Boys to Men. I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they're familiar. Yeah. This, the song, I don't really know it that well. But other than that, like, I don't know any of these artists or songs. Like, what was, what was the 90s? And it's just so random because then, like, four days later, it'll be, like, a Mariah Carey song. Or, like, these actual big pop songs. I was mm-hmm. like, damn, I was born during the music lull. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, boys to men are the only one I recognize on your birthday, birthday list here. But let's get into this. Okay. So can you recap what the hell happened last week? So last week, things got a little hot, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Aang was looking for a firebending teacher, and he found a deserter where he was very adamant about learning how to do firebending, even though it was strongly advised that he was not ready. Right. Ignored all the advice. All the red flags. Burned his friends. Burned them almost to death. Figuratively and literally. (laughs) Found out that Katara has magical healing powers. And that the Avatar needs to learn all the elements in order before... He reaches fire. He's like... Discipline. That bitch needs discipline. And that's it. That's a good recap. Yeah, I hated him last last episode. So the episode starts off with the kids uh, at a campfire getting told a little story. 
mm-hmm. about some air walkers that defied gravity and laugh at the face of gravity. Ha ha ha. And uh, Aang's like, he's talking about it, my people. It me. It me. And then he goes up to the person telling the story like, hey, like, who told you about our people? It's been over 100 years. Like, what are you talking about? Because I know you were talking about me. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, who are you, little bitch? First of all, do you have any money for me? Yeah. First of all, can you give me um, everything that you own? And also, I just saw them last week. So Aang's kind of like, wait, does that mean that they're airbenders mm-hmm. alive? Mm-hmm. And when you heard that story, did you think, oh, maybe there's some surviving airbenders? No, I didn't. I was like, I wonder who they're talking about, though. I mm. I, I did figure that it was just something that they're calling them airwalkers. Okay. I just figured that they were someone else. I did not think that they were like airbenders. Airbenders, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, before we went to the Southern Air Temple was, I think it was the second episode or yeah. third episode. Mm-hmm. This one's the Northern Air Temple because they're almost at the North Pole. They're getting really close. Okay. We're, we're literally two episodes away from getting to the North Pole. Okay. So they go to the Northern Air Temple and looks like there's people flying. It looks like there's smoke coming mm-hmm. out of the temple. And they're greeted by uh, no walking, having ass tail. Yeah, a fucking gliding ass, fucking no legged ass hoe. And he was. <laughs> he's doing flips and tricks. Yeah, he's like, and it, you know what it reminded me of? You know how when you're at a stoplight mm-hmm. and there's two. Yeah. Most of the time, Hondas. Yeah, <laughs> Honda Accords. That are revving their engines. <laughs> That's vroom. exactly what happened. Get out me car. Um. They were almost like competing against each other. Alan yeah. got a little jelly belly and was like, I'll show him. Yeah. I'll actually be airbending with spirit. And they they finally land after showing each other how big their dick is. <laughs> and they introduce themselves and they go to explore the temple. Mm-hmm. Aang is distraught. Right. By what? Just how many changes there is at the temple and... To him, it seems like they've ruined it. Yeah. Like they, Desecrated. Yeah, that they've really, like, have taken something sacred and have just basically, like, bulldozed over it with, like, new stuff, like, smoke, dirty, and he's just, he's not used to that. Yeah. So it's obviously upsetting when you hold something dear and close to your heart to see it so different, almost like you feel disrespected. Yeah. And Katara's trying to get him to calm down by realizing they didn't ruin it. It's just different. Right. Which can understand, but also, like, y'all don't have respect for nothing. Seriously, this is why we can't have nice things at all. Like, even one of the pipes, like, went straight through one of the, like, one of the murals' face. Like, y'all couldn't have gone around? Yeah, like, seriously, like, could we actually, like, respect, like, sacred spaces? And also, why do we have so much pollution? Let's have that conversation. You know, Aang is like, I hope at least one part of my fucking culture has been preserved. Mm -hmm. They find a beautiful... Like, sacred fucking... Sculpture. And, pow, right, straight in the kisser. Literally, um, a wreck balled into it. Completely, I came in like yeah, a wreck. Yeah. Completely wrecked into it. Which is fucked up. Very fucked up, right in his face. Yeah, and the only excuse that the bulldozer guys had was that we gotta build a bathhouse. Seriously. And Yang's like, this place is fucking holy as fuck, and you... Want to just fucking put water in here? Which draws similarities to capitalism building on indigenous land and all these sacred stuff and being like, fuck it, North Dakota pipeline. 
Hello. More than just that now. Yeah. Um, Aang gets furious. Pissed. And what does he do with his little, his little whooshy His whoosh? wand? Yeah. His he wand. thumps it down and blows that wrecking ball and basically blows it like off, of, the, cliff. off the cliff. Yeah. He's up. that man. What does the old man tell Aang when he's like, okay, you're fucking bulldozing on my life. And he's like. Basically says that, you know, he lost his wife. Yeah. And, t- uh, is it tail? T- tail, yeah. Tail. His legs. I ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. At the young age of whatever, lost his legs and lost his mother. Yeah. And so he's like, I found this place with uh, a lot of these gadgets, which are the gliders and stuff. And he's like, but it was empty. Mm-hmm. And so the idea dawned on me that I could create a better life, a new life for my son and myself up in the air, basically. And he's like, so basically that's why I occupied this space um, and all of this property. So that's what he said. Fake. So how do you feel about that explanation? Because it was empty. And it was probably empty for almost 100 years before he got there. Yeah. I think it's like a half-ass explanation as to why you would fuck up something because he did mention he's like I saw these writings mm-hmm. and I saw all of this stuff and you can tell that it's like holy yeah. like big sculptures big everything I mean when you step into something you can kind of tell like oh like especially if it's been preserved by itself yeah. you know and so for him to kind of just say like so I kind of just took it and made it my own it's just kind of like I just really didn't care for the space here and I didn't care for whoever used to be here it's yeah. mine like you know what they say uh Finders keepers. Finders keepers, losers weepers. And yeah. I don't know, I kind of didn't like that. Especially if, like, you can tell that Aang's, like, disappointed and telling him, like, this is sacred stuff. Yeah. You know? Like, I think you could have tried a little bit better to hide it, like, at least. Pobrecito. But this season just really shows the evolution of technology. Like, mm-hmm. really starting. Like, this is before, like, in, in real people time, this is before the Industrial Revolution. So this is when they're barely coming to terms i mean okay. their clock is a fucking candle that goes off every couple of seconds to to let them know what the time is mm-hmm. so you can start to see how things are going to evolve quickly after this mm-hmm. um uh and and you know in the whole thing Teo can tell that ang is upset yeah. and he's like well ang like uh we can take you somewhere where where I, at least I know that hasn't been touched. Hasn't by been any. touched. Has has remained the same the whole whole time. Yeah. Just give him a little. Give him a little something. Throw him a bone. Had one of those uh, snail door things that we saw in the Fire Nation mm-hmm. one, but this one accepts wind. Yes. And Tails kind of like I mean I I I would kind of like to see what's in. He's like I've never seen it. Apparently, only an airbender can. Oh, Ben is like kind of like looking at yeah. Aang, and Aang's like, no. Yeah. He's Which, like, as, sh- as he should. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have said the same, to be honest. Yeah. Little bitch. Yeah. I don't trust Tell. They're a little sus. Yeah. And, you know, as they're walking, you know, they, like, when Aang's just, like, just shocked at the, how different it is. Mm-hmm. And Tail just, like, notices, too, like, a lot of the animals that live there. He's like, you know, a lot of these animals that have been here... Since I think you were here. Mm-hmm. And it still shows that they hold the knowledge and mm-hmm. the history of, of the place too, you know? So mm-hmm. not so much being focused on the physical parts of it, but the living parts are still carrying everything together. Right. And because they are non-airbenders, you know, Aang is, is very skeptical. But Teo shows Katara how to fly. Mm-hmm. You know, tells her, like, girl, just let go. Let go and let God. <laughs> 
And he's and he's like something inside of you just takes over. Mm-hmm. And Angel was like, "That's spirit, <laughs> spirit." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and but it sounds like they get the messages. They they understand the culture a little bit more than Aang would like to ad- admit. Admit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Katara has a great time flying and eats a bug. Eats a few bugs. <laughs> and for you, is flying ever part of your like fantasy? Not really, because you know when they say superpowers. Yeah, mine's always like to have like a photogenic memory. Okay, I would just like literally just look at something and be like, I will never forget this ever for the rest of life. <laughs> but mo- I think because I've been on airplanes and oh, okay. I've jumped off a plane uh-huh. and roller coasters that I get the sensation of like flying. I don't know. Is that something that you think you would like? Yeah. Yeah. I always think about flying. I think that'd be like the ultimate like thing to mm-hmm. do is just to fly and be not restricted to to end to the ground or gravity mm-hmm. laughing at it mm-hmm. and really feeling the current because mm-hmm. they're flying on the current they're not they're not flapping their wings going against it they have to kind of go with mm-hmm. with the air that's already circulating um in the sky mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of intuition and it just it seems like a very beautiful thing to experience for yeah me. i mean i've also skydived and i wish we would have glided that would have been cool. a little bit more like yeah kind of like, yeah Take the moment in and be like, oh, shit, I'm flying. Yeah. Instead of falling, yeah. I would have liked more. That's why I, like, fantasize about um, doing one of those. I think it's parasailing. Oh, yeah. I would do that. That's more, like, on the bucket list is I would I would want to. Yeah. What are some places here? Would you like to hot air balloon as well? Because that's yes. kind of, like, yeah. up in there. Well, I mean, I think that'd be fun to do in Mexico. Oh, that'd be really fun. Like, a place with a lot of scenic like the pyramids, they have hot air things that go over that. Oh shit! Yeah, that'd be so pretty. No, yeah. And then as Aang is realizing that these people maybe understand him more than than he thought, he's like, "All right, Tail, I'll open the door for you, but no funny business." Yeah. When Aang goes away to go explore with um, with Tao and Katara, Sokka and the old man decide to go to the basement. Mm-hmm. Not the first thing I would do with an. Older gentleman Absolute, that I, just, that I met. just met two seconds ago. They're holding these lanterns that are very dim, and he's like, "Bitch, why do we have these fucking dim ass lanterns?" He's like, "Cause we can't have no flames in here, ho." Mm-hmm. Turns out they're exploring an old gas like leak, uh, leak that mm-hmm. is that is in the temple. Cut to Sokka and the old man. The old man. They're talking about technology, right? Technology and smelly eggs. Asaka knocks over everything in this man's office. This man touches everything. Tells him, please don't touch anything. Touches, touches everything. Every it all falls. little thing. Uh-huh. Falls in, in cascading effect. Now, did you know that natural gas has no smell? I did not know that. So mm-hmm. natural gas has no smell. So the only way that you would know if there's a leak is if you smell it. Okay. And since you can't smell it, they infuse it with scents mm. to make it. Like in this instance... Um, when Sokka was dropping everything in the office, they were talking about rotten eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they came up with the idea to like, we should put rotten eggs in this chamber mm-hmm. so it can mix with the gas and we'll smell when the gas leak is happening. Because one of the problems they were having was the guy's like, I fucked up my whole face and my eyebrows because I'm over here lighting a flame when I didn't even know natural gas was leaking over here. Right, which still have not fully grown back. Which some of the hosts took notice quite quickly. Yeah, I know like, you what did. The f- <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> and then they come up with the brilliant idea when Sokka knocks over the eggs to... To infuse eggs. it and then they would know. Which, could we think of something other than eggs, though? That's what I'm saying. I think it needs to be, like... So for you to be like, oh shit, something's fucking wrong. Yeah. But the alarm starts going off. Because... Aang did... Aang did his little, like... <laughs> his little huffing and puffing? Yeah. And he blew that door wide open. Yeah. And it alerted, you know, the guy. He's like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Turns out, what was in the sacred room? Sacred stuff? Not sacred stuff. I'll tell you. Some BDSM shit up in there. <laughs> <laughs> that little bitch, old ass, no eyebrow, having ass of a hoe, is building weapons for Fire Nation. And he decided to store them in that room. In the most sacred place. That can only be opened by an airbender. So something, I, I knew I didn't trust t- Teo. I knew I didn't trust <laughs> that little bitch. And But Teo didn't know. And Ang's like, so, that, so far that we oh, know, yeah, and Ang's like, this is literally a nightmare. Like, could have not imagined something that was like helping the enemy. So not only did the Fire Nation kill my people, you are now destroying my home and helping them kill more people. You know what we call that? A double homicide. Oh, I thought we escaped it, but we didn't. <laughs> So, Aang confronts this old bitch saying, like, bitch, what the fuck is going on? And what what does, what does he say? He's like, you know, about a year ago, the Fire Nation was going to conquer this whole last place. And they were going to kill us. Yeah. And, you know, I basically had to bargain and negotiate. And, like, how can we fix this? Mm-hmm. And he offered his services, which yep. are building shit and building weapons. Yeah. And so, it seems like he's sorry for it like he didn't want to but he's like it was like my life and the life of my son so yeah you're put up against a really hard place when in a rock yeah because they're literally like we're gonna destroy you unless you offer us something mm-hmm. and yeah the only thing he could offer was his technology which right. unfortunately is so powerful very very especially when it comes to war yes very like high tech level like for sure yeah the only way you win wars is by having technology that you know, yeah. kind of is better than what the people you're getting. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're in the middle of, of a deal because the financial is coming back, I think, to get that that blimp. I think that's why they were there. That balloon, that big ass. Um, the hot air balloon. Hot, hot air balloon, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's why they were there. Yeah. Because he's like, because the financial guy comes and says, where's my shit? Yeah. And Aang's Where's like, what I ordered? And Aang's like, not on my watch. Get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're done. You're done. done. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Whore. Whore. And they, they're like, well, we're coming back to kill you guys. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, and they And they meant it, actually. They meant it. They, they're, they're ready to destroy that whole entire mountain. And they have to think of a plan soon. One of the flaws in the, the old man's hot air balloon was that it would go up and that's it. There was no mm-hmm. way to control... Mm-hmm. How it go ups and down. Mm-hmm. Sokka had the idea to put a lid on it where you open it and release hot air every once in a while to to control how high it goes. Which mm-hmm. is actually how they do hot air balloons now. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how they keep it steady is that the, the flame is controlled and then the hot air that is Yeah, there's like a, a like a little pull, yep. like a pulley system going yep. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And they're they're trying to think of like what else can we do to stop these people? They're like, what do we got? We got fucking stinky shit and it looks like oil mm-hmm. and stuff that we're going to help to get these people to get off the mountain. And mm-hmm. what happens? Shit starts getting very crazy, actually. The gliders, um, you know, are helping Ankh and the crew and they feel like they, they, they have them. 
you know, they feel like they're actually like winning, right? This yeah. battle or whatever. And Appa, of course, is stuck in the crossfire as always. Always. Someone better stand up for my for my Appa. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And Lord and behold, though, you have these huge like army tanks kind of yeah. yeah. that work their way up. Like there's several, several. Yeah. And then that's when they realize like, oh shit. Yeah. Like we're actually outnumbered and might be outbeaten. Teo is like, if I remember correctly, <laughs> when my dad was fucking with it, there's something, there's an in- chemical imbalance with water. Yeah. So Katara has to show up and she's like, how close can you get me? And because she's a waterbender and you know, this temple, it's up in the cause or whatever. Snow. So you can, you can imagine it's cold and there's snow. She starts doing her water bending little shit and does topple the army tanks. Like they completely disintegrate. Just and, two. And fall apart. And it's like, okay, Katara, you know there's like 20 though, <laughs> yeah. sis. Like, can we do wishy wishy washy with your hands? Took her 20 minutes to do two of them. And finally, you know, like, they're like, yo, where is this hot air balloon? Like, yeah, where's Sokka? Come on. Um, and it does creep up right when they need it by the hair of their chinny chin chin and they start dropping the bombs with the slime. Then they realize like, that's not enough bitch. Like they're really outnumbered, not only by tanks, but by like soldiers. Mm -hmm. And so then Sokka has a bright idea, I would say bright, to take essentially like the engine of the hot hot air balloon. A hot air balloon and flip it over because it's an explosive. Yeah. And these people really don't care about nature. I'll tell you, and literally be a whole ecosystem. Because they that bomb is literally dropped on top of the mountain, and it like completely blows it up. Yeah, because because of their genius plan to put rotten eggs in the gas leak, mm-hmm. they start, uh, they're like, I smell something eggy. Eggy, and excellent. <laughs> toss the bomb in there, blow up the whole entire mountain. Mm-hmm. It works. It does work. But they did blow up majority of the mountain. Like like like. Fucked up. They survive another day. They're all happy, but there is a camera cutaway to the old guy that's like, uh, This is, it's actually very uh, sus, like cryptid. Like, he yeah. looks off into the distance. Yeah. Almost like, what would you call that look? I, I think it's just, I think it's just like, this isn't, this is, this, you, you made a bigger fire than. This isn't good. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, this isn't good. Oh, yeah, and then when Sokka and what's-his-name drop the engine, the hot air balloon falls into into the ground. Right. The guy is like, this is exactly the loss we needed to win. And they have that hot air balloon. Like, they have the aftermath of that. And so it makes me wonder, I mean, there's an ulterior motive, but it makes me wonder if there's a plan there. Something's cooking. Something's happening. Because why would he say that? Yeah, and I so, think it was that maybe the hot air technology... I'm, I'm not too sure. I need this. Now that I'm like digesting all of this, I don't really know exactly what that meant. But I think like now they have a one up now. Now they can actually reach the top without those machines anymore. Mm-hmm. Like now it's a lot easier to get them than before. Something's a cooking. Something's a brewing. The witch's brew. And we'll find out maybe next. Maybe. Maybe never. Maybe never or maybe sooner. Bye. Bye.